Time in the saddle, myself, Ryan O'Connor, and Chris Willemson Jr. talking all things cycling. How's it, Chris? Great, Ryan. Good to be nice. back. Good to be back talking cycling. It's been a great week of casual cycling around uh, South Africa. I think in, if you're uh, in Johannesburg, you've had some good weather to get out and enjoy. Uh, in the Western Cape, we've had on and off weather. We've had some days of sunshine. It hasn't stopped people, even on the rainy days, getting out and enjoying the trails. Um, there's not much in terms of major events that people are training for. I think it's just to try and beat the, the winter bulge, and people have been getting out on their bicycles. A lot of people I know that have been on indoor trainers, Chris, over the past uh, week or so just to make sure and doing things like spinning classes just to make sure that they're keeping their legs moving uh, that they're staying active over this uh, wintry period instead of getting out on the road um, and so it's nice to see people that um, normally wouldn't maybe be outdoors indoors now on a bike and then uh, it's a good time of the year. This specifically now is a good time of the, of the year to be buying bicycles. I think if there wasn't off season for cycling, this is it. This is where I think most retailers look at this, this little bit of a break, a little bit of a lull before we get to Tour de France as a good period to put promotions out there and for people to buy and purchase their first bikes. Yeah, definitely. This is the time of the year where, where most of the shops run specials. It mm. is winter. It is more quiet compared to summer. Mm. So if you do have that uh, bike uh, that you've been eyeing all the time, now is probably the time to buy it or, or go negotiate for a good deal. Nice. Over the course of this podcast series, we try and look at different elements of equipment. Uh, if you have been listening, you know we've been uh, had the folks from a GoPro on. We're talking about which we've spoken about technology in terms of sharing those stories and those uh, adventures when you're out on your bicycle. Uh, we've also had the, uh, the amazing Martin and uh, was on the last one from Sunto talking about the latest in tracking uh, and making sure tracking your own fitness, tracking um, uh, tracking devices and health devices that have now become so compatible with, with not only your lifestyle, but everything that, that, that your lifestyle has to offer. Uh, Martin and Sunto are on and we're looking forward to the launch of the Sunto 9 globally in the next week or so. Um, I want to look at pedals today and, and I'll tell you why I want to look at pedals because the transition across from, and we've spoken about this in one of the first podcasts, from the very old system that you had in place, which was basically your 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 shoes, your cycling shoes could clip in and you'd have this fold-over system over the top of them. It's now developed to really sophisticated and smart clipping systems where when you're going out to make a, 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 the, the transition from normal um, a, a, a pedals to, to clip-ins or clip-ons, it's, um, it's a big choice as to what you're going to do for egg beaters or et cetera, et cetera. Chris, from the beginning, and let's start with first of all with the novices when buying a bicycle. How important is pedal selection? No, it's really important. Most of the time when the people start or they buy their first bike, they tend to be a little bit of scared of getting the clipping system mm-hmm. because sometimes they forget that they're actually clipped in and when they get to a standstill, they basically just tip yeah. over. I've been there. Uh, yeah, I've yeah, done that. I've fallen it, over at robots. You see it exactly. You see it happen often at, at robots. Um, so they tend to maybe start with the toe clip system, which is a bit safer. It's easier mm-hmm. to get out that last minute when you forgot you actually clipped in. Yeah. Um, and then people don't actually realize how much power you gain or when you've got a clipping system. You mm-hmm. can now basically push down, pull up. I mean, you've got a 360. It's attached, so you can pull and push. When you, and you know when you get tired, you try and use <laughs> every muscle, every pull, just to get to the top of the climb. Exactly. So um, there's a massive variety, starting off at normal basic plastic pedal up until aluminium dual pedals, which you can clip in on both sides yes. for mountain biking up until carbon. So it's it's never ending. So on a road bike, I mean, and this is where this is where I think that if you're going to go buy pedals and you're a, a new to the the sport of cycling, um, it, it, you can got this millions to choose from in terms of pedal setups. But it's more important when you move, transition across to mountain biking because of the fact that your pedals a lot of the time make contact with the surface underneath it, whether it's rocky terrain or gravel terrain, um, you've got to make sure you buy durable pedals. And this is something I've learned over the past couple of years uh, when cycling that it doesn't really matter on the road. Road's just about your preference and 
and what you see working for you in terms of comfort. As soon as you go mountain biking routes, you've got to start thinking about the fact that there's a large portion of the time that you'll spend outdoors on mountain bike trails that the pedals will indeed make contact with hard surfaces like rocks, etc., etc., then you're going to have to want to consider buying and spending your money wisely on something that's not starter, something that's a bit more, bit, bit more serious. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's where I always say the the most expensive or lightest pedal isn't always the right way to go mm-hmm. for a professional that knows the route, knows the line, and uh, go around the rocks. That's perfect. But for an amateur or a novice. You tend to hit the pedal against the rock often when you're pedaling down, right. and as soon as you hit that little pedals, it's it's most of the time they break. Um, so, and also on the mountain biking pedal, it's you've got the dual pedal as well, so you can yeah. clip in on both sides because there's more mud, sand. It it tends to clog up, and you've always got the other side to clip in if you need to. Give me an entry level uh, road uh, road cycling um, pedal. Look, Kyo Classics uh, is a very nice pedal. Uh, it's also, they tend to go slightly wider on the pedals, which right. means you get more power out on the pedal. And then also the Shimano um, PDM 550 or the 5700, they call it, right. which is your uh, 105 pedal, which is also a bulletproof pedal and good looking. Sky's the limit. Money's not an issue. Road bike, what are what, what, what you're looking at? Oh, there's two pedals. The Shimano Dura Ace 9100, which is a carbon fiber pedal, nearly weighs nothing. Very, very nice. And then also, um, I would say the Luke um, Kio Blades. They don't okay. work with a, a spring. They basically work with a carbon feather. So they last longer, the carbon feather flex. Um, and those two, I think, is a… What kind of price range? Um, depends where you Obscene. shop. But <laughs> I think uh, you're looking at about anything three to 5,000. <laughs> Uh, and this is what I love about the sport of cycling. It's like anything. It's like motor racing. It's, uh, it's like any uh, any sport in actual fact. You can get your stuff that will get you entry level to be able to you, you to compete and to have fun. But then the more serious you get, obviously, the more expensive because the technology being used is obviously next level. You talk about carbon fiber. You talk about how individually they need to be um, made and how hard it is to work with carbon fiber to sculpt them and get them, you know, looking like they do and, and, and being as durable as they are. Mountain biking, entry level pedal. Shimano PDM520. Okay. That's the most popular pedal. That thing is bullet bulletproof, and it's it's good for the the novice rider that yeah. that you know is going to abuse them. I enjoy the ones I have on my um on my lefty. I've got I think they uh, I think they looks. Uh, you've got the Shimano XDR. <laughs> Do I have the XDR you've pedals? Got, you've got XDR, Do I? One, yeah. They're very durable. They're awesome, yeah. It's just yeah. a little, I mean, I know very little of um, the components and how they're built, but it's um, finely put together with um, like a stainless steel, uh, I'm presuming stainless steel or, or titanium or aluminium um, bars on either side that can, that hold this, this, the construction together. And they've hit rocks. They've been really durable. They yeah, really they take a good pounding. Very durable. Shimano XDRs. That's XDRs, yeah. All right. And then uh, where, so then let's look top end of the stuff. Where's the, the sky's the limit? The one that you're riding, Really? XDR, yeah, they they tend to retail though normally for about two thousand nine hundred, and then also you get the Luke brought out a new pedal called the X Track, which is a slightly wider pedal as well, and you get the one with the titanium axle, which is also around about the three and a half thousand. Okay, uh, now somebody who uh, is no uh, um, stranger to the sport of cycling joins us on this podcast this week, and we're excited to have guests with us, and it's the first time that we've got a uh, a, a lady cyclist, a woman cyclist with us. And uh, boy, oh boy, do we do we start at the very top. Hanley Boyan, thank you so much for coming and joining us on this podcast. Uh, absolute pleasure. You are an inspiration to many. Um, Chris and I look at you and we think one day, one day when we train <laughs> and put the time in. Where did your love from, for cycling come from? Uh, it's an interesting story. Well, initially at Varsity, 
uh, many moons ago when we all rode bikes without front shocks. Um, my my cousin was was a big cyclist, so he sort of dragged me along, but I, I never quite got into it. I okay. was I was a runner, did comrades, played hockey, etc. And then I uh, tore my ACL in a hockey game, and and my orthopedic surgeon suggested. Uh, I try a sport that isn't so stop-start yeah. on the knees. And he said, you know, you live in Stellenbosch, you should cycle. And I started cycling and discovered I was a better cyclist than I was a hockey player. So, <laughs> so it was bu- quite easy. Yeah. So the bug, but did it bite or did you kind of think to yourself, yeah, man, I, th- I think I always enjoy, I've, yes. I've always enjoyed being outside yeah. and, and, you know, spending time outdoors. Mm. So, so for me, the mountain biking scene was really attractive in that sense. And, um, I've always been quite competitive by nature. So once I started doing all right, you know, I thought, ooh, okay, maybe I should put a bit of effort into this. And, yeah, it just sort of came naturally. And we've progressed with it, with, with I mean, mountain biking five, six years ago. I mean, if you look at how the mountain bikes have come along in the past five, six years, the sport is alive in South Africa in a way that it just keeps getting better and, and growing and getting bigger. Five or six years ago, we didn't have the amount of tracks that we have around the beautiful, this beautiful province of ours and this country of ours. We're seeing more and more people, more and more farmers opening their farms, landowners saying we'd love to have an event on our, on our bit of land. Isn't it incredible for the, just for the sport in general that it's taken off in the way it has over the past couple of years absolutely i mean we are spoiled for choice that's Mm. for sure uh just in the stalinbosch area there's five you know locations where we can go and ride um Mm. absolutely stunning tracks so so yeah we are spoiled and i think uh, you know there's there's sort of two sides to to the whole mountain biking thing there's the competitive cycling which obviously has grown Mm. largely and and you know, I'm really not a competitive cyclist anymore. I'm f- focusing on my career more and I, I just ride to enjoy it now. But I think there is now scope for, for younger athletes to really make a career out of it, which is fantastic. Um, small sponsors, etc. But then I think the, for me, more important is, is the fun part of mountain biking has grown a lot. So, so getting, you know, the family involved, having your kids come and ride with you and, an in- interesting trend that I've observed of late is that they sort of incorporate trail running with mountain biking now. So, you know, dad wants to ride, mom wants to run, the kids do a little 5K. Um, and I think that is what has helped mm. the sport to grow is that you it's a safe environment where you can take your whole family um, and and have a good day out, um, have some food, you know, the whole vibe. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's made mountain biking popular. You've been a massive inspiration to that next generation. And you say, I mean, you talk like, you know, like you've, you've retired from the sport and you're now, you know, focusing. You, I mean, you're still a spring chicken. You still have plenty of miles left in the, in the legs. But you've been an inspiration. And I think it's very important for, especially for young ladies. Uh, we're uh, currently going through 16 days of activism in South Africa. Uh, we were trying to get youngsters away from the various social ills and get them focusing on something that they can, uh, they can, they can only do them good. They can only allow them to be um, uh, positive influences on their lives. And I think that you are one of those amazing inspirations to so many young young females out there that have decided, listen, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to get on a bike and I'm going to see. And you've proven that it, um, that uh, success is there for the, for the taking and that uh, it's opened up a world of opportunities for so many young ladies. I think that's great. Thanks, Ryan. It, it sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, I am um, actually. I hope. I hope if if somebody looks at my career, I, I wasn't never really a professional. I I always, you know, 
had my my job as an architect mm. and tried to to write as well as I could and and I kind of hope that that I, that will be kind of what people look mm. at and and young girls that they can see you know that you can have balance mm. so so for me that was always the important thing having balance um obviously there's there's exceptions to the rule where you sure. have a really talented kid that mm. will sort of find a way and become a professional mm. and and that is fantastic that that opportunity is there but i kind of want to say to the you know to the average girl out there you know get on your bike enjoy it uh, let it take you as far as it can um, but don't neglect the other parts of your life as well, your yeah. education, your, your you know, furthering your career, your, your relationship with your friends or your mm. family, etc. So have, have balance um, and make cycling part of that balance and a healthy lifestyle more than anything else. I love that advice. I think that is such amazing advice because, you know, as, as a, a, um, a weekend cyclist, you kind of look forward to that. And you can, you can, can understand how people can neglect. You have people having to spend entire days on bicycles to train and they almost take care of just that aspect of the life. And you can't always be there because one day when that is done and you're done with that, what else have you done, got around you? And I think a lot of athletes can take a feather out of that, out of, out of, out of that, that bit of advice from you. Just say for a second, just stop. And let's balance things out you know I might be a professional in whatever sport not only cycling cricket rugby um, and you turn you just just take you know take a collection of where you are in life have I neglected my friends due to my and just try and make space and make time because once you find a gap to be able to do that you find that balance and that's so that is the best bit of advice I love it I absolutely (laughs) love it Um, I also want to just thank so many sponsors out there that and even the small you know you have no idea what difference you make to the community cycling community when you when you sponsor any cyclist and I, I can promise you that it can be an entry it can be a tire it can be tubes it can be whatever the difference that you make um, to that cyclist's life and to the whole cycling community is huge and it's something that when you were and you still are uh, up there with with uh, it, it's a tough thing to try and get is sponsorship these days because everyone wants total value for money they, they, they'll give you a bike sure but you, in return you owe them 10 bikes you know what I mean it, it, worth of value mm-hmm. um, so it's a tough thing to also be competitive and have a, a good setup and good sponsors those sponsors are vital and hard to get often yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, sponsors are crucial to the, especially the competitive side of the sport. Um, it is an expensive sport. Mm. That's unfortunately true. And mountain bikes, you know, to maintain your mountain bike is, is expensive. To get to race is expensive. So sponsors that support young athletes to be able to race, etc., cetera, are, are so valuable. But I think it is also important for, for young cyclists mm. to understand the responsibility that comes sure. with a sponsorship. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not just performing on your bike. I think that's a big mistake that cyclists make. They think, you know, if they can get a podium at a race, tick, you know, they've done well, their sponsor is happy. I think a lot of sponsors want wants more of a relationship with their um, market so they want the athlete to be presentable, you know, to be on social media, to um, be well spoken, to yes. be a great ambassador. And yeah. and if you are good ambassador for their product, mm. um, it is has more value, I think, personally than than getting that one, two, or three. Um, you have to be a story that mm. they can sell, and that story is not necessarily being the best. That story is. Where have you come from? How have you been able to get where you are? Um, how do you re- in, you know, your relationships with 
the the middle middle level cyclist mm. and how can you how can you make their brand sell their brand better and I think a a good little example of this, and maybe I'm stepping on a on a toe here, but um, if you had looked at the Commonwealth Games mountain bike mm. uh, cross country race, where um, Sam Gaze won the race, and unfortunately, you know, a few things happened in the race that upset him, and afterwards he was clearly not in a good space, and it just related badly. And I've heard so many mm. people who doesn't really know much about cycling sure. saying. Yo, that that guy, you know, and it it's unfortunate because it damages his brand. Mm. Um, compare that to Alan Hatterley, who came third, sure. but had such a classy race, yeah. you know, gave the guy space, etc. Now he is a good ambassador for his brand, 100%. you know, and he relates to the kids, and they are excited to see him, and he sells his brand yeah. well. And I think that is what young athletes must remember. They must be able to sell the brand and not just focus on my interval sessions and, you know, getting the results. I must say, outside of this podcast, I have uh, the, the, the great privilege of interviewing so many great South Africans and, and international people. I love this interview. It's one of my favorite interviews of all time, having done 20 years of interviews, because everything that you're saying is is so Important. If I could just have the perfect interview with somebody giving life advice to anybody, I think you've just nailed it. I, and I, I'm really happy you did. Everything that you've said from talking about the sport and, and the balance in sport to the overall picture around, and it, it doesn't only pertain to sport, to anything in life. Only People want to associate you with you when your brand rings true to them. When you as a human being are kind-hearted, maybe that's a quality that, that the brand is looking for in it, but they want more than just what they see. They want a genuine connection with you. Companies would wish from the, for, for, for that from the employees and and I think of mutual friends of ours, Swen at uh, Taltoria yeah, who've yeah. been great and I said to Swen, I said Swen I need, I want to chat to Hani, please get Hani in because <laughs> their ethos is that exactly as well. Taltoria and Swen have been incredible with their, with who they have on board with them as partners because it's it's a family, you feel like it's, like it's a family uh, it's not just about selling tiles it's about a real connection with the sport and with the people that do it and that for me is, is is why I love uh, Swen and the guys yeah, at Deltoria. Absolutely. And, and now having chatting with you, this is just phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, I must say if we, you know, if I have to give them a feather in their cap, they've, they've been helping us a little bit over the last couple of years now that I'm not, and I'm not racing so much, etc. And and Swen said to me, but, you know, what, what can we do? And I said, well, if you don't mind us not, you know, winning wines to Wales or whatever um, we will be there and we will you know we will I always get excited about yeah. racing and being at races and and you know interacting with the the people at races and and I kind of just got that so that that has been a very nice relationship to be involved with and and they bring more to to cycling than just yeah. uh, you know single-minded focus they definitely invest in the the greater of the sport and, and the way they support the Algen race for mm. example as well that's coming up. Chris and I have decided we're going to do the 45. Oh, no. And there's I a 70. You look at it yeah, going. No, 70. The 70 is definitely the one. Very scenic. Always come by a vein. Yeah. It's a big effort today. Yeah. I just want to say that was well said. I mean, uh, my mouth was hanging open here. It's like a, a pure person that 
mm. any sponsor would like to sponsor is that mm. attitude and it's 100 percent right it's not always about winning definitely not it's yeah. being being a good example out there so yeah well said honey thanks chris <laughs> um honey i just want to say that uh, we wish you all the very best for the rest of the year what what else have you got your, your your i know that now you like you said work work is a priority and then when the sun shines and you get a gap even when the sun doesn't shine you're still on the trainer indoors um what's next for you in the, in terms of this year and events um, events. Uh, my, my actually my only main event this year would be Wines to Wales, okay. and and we're competing in the vets. So you know, it's a it's a, just a fun category for us that we can still be a bit competitive uh, amongst the the really professional ladies. Um, but I'm I'm very excited about a, a new development. I've I've just got a gravel bike, so. Um, and I, I love riding and just touring. And so I can't wait for a perfect gap in the weather. I want to take my bike on the train to Lanesburg or Beaufort or somewhere and, and sure. travel back. Um, and that's, that's sort of where my cycling is now, you know, more, more just being outside, experiencing uh, the, the sort of the platteland, you know, in, um, uh, really, really just uh, sort of enjoying that part of the of the cycling and i think gravel gravel biking is, mm. is sort of a new something that gets me excited now yeah. and I'm, I'm like reading up about yes. gear ratios and tires <laughs> and, and 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 you know set up and stuff like that for the first time in a while um yeah so it, little things makes me quite excited <laughs> ladies and gentlemen a true ambassador for this not only for the sport of cycling for just for sport um this was uh, to please share this with all your friends and family if you've listened to this podcast and you've been uh, inspired. I mentioned she's an inspiration before she even opened her mouth. If that didn't inspire you listening to the past uh, 15 minutes of Honey Boyan, let me just tell you go record it, save it somewhere and every time you need a pick me up or to be reminded of how fortunate we are to be out in the most beautiful trails doing what we love whether it's a weekend warrior or as a competitive cyclist. Thank you so much for taking time out and talking to us and for being an inspiration for both the sport and for everyone who loves the sport so dearly. Thanks Ryan. Before we leave time in the saddle uh, for this podcast a quick look towards the weekend uh, a quick look at events around South Africa is it a busy weekend? No it's actually not it's almost the same like the European calendar it's very quiet now before the Tour de France um, same this side it's, uh, we've got the Nissan Trail Seeker in Gauteng then we've got the, the States Mountain Bike Series in Free State and then we've got our local one the Cape Country Unplugged in Hohook she, uh, Hoek is a very popular destination. We'll be there in a couple of months' time again with our friends at Taltoria um, uh, to do that uh, that amazing race. This entry still open, by the way, for that event out in Elgin. Uh, looking forward to that. Weather-wise, well, it's mixed conditions. You and I need to get out on our bicycles this weekend. Uh, again, thanks to everyone who stops to say how's it. We'd like to get more, uh, in actual fact, voices on this podcast. So if we do stop you, it's not to mug you on the route. It's maybe to find out how you're feeling, what equipment you're using. Uh, Chris and I, over the course of the next couple of podcasts, will trying our best to try and at least per podcast include some of your voices uh, we love to hear from you be in touch with us please we're both on social media at Chris Willems at JR at, at CWC online um, uh, all social network platforms and we love the fact that there's so many people that are keen to grow the sport of cycling um, this is the reason why we do this podcast because we both have a massive love and respect for everyone involved in cycling and we think it's a sport in South Africa that we're very fortunate to be able to be involved in um, as, um, as people that just enjoy the 
sport. So um, weather-wise, this coming weekend, I can just tell you that Cape Town, I mentioned you and I need to be on our bikes. And if I'm looking at the, the, the weather now, Chris, it is going to be poured down for the weekend. Saturday, 16 degrees in Cape Town, loads of rain. Sunday as well, 17. Monday, 16. It's going to pour down Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It means we'll have to stay on the indoor trainers. And next week, we'll be able to get out because from Tuesday onwards of next week, uh, it uh, clears up. We get a bit of sunshine that's coming out. In Johannesburg, I can tell you, as uh, having a quick look at the weather in Joburg, there is no rain forecast, although very cold start to the mornings. Six, seven degrees most days, uh, but no more than 16, 17 degrees. In actual fact, you'll be lucky it might get up to about 18 degrees on Saturday. Before we end this podcast, a lot of people have been asking, when are we going to start doing giveaways? Well, it starts this week. So here we go. Here's a giveaway, and uh, we'll draw the winner throughout the course of the next week. And on this podcast, uh, we will reveal also on social media. Uh, follow Chris's and my accounts on social media to uh, to find out who our winner is. Um, we want to know from you uh, if you can name if you can name one of the products that we mentioned over the past uh, course of this um, podcast series. Name one of the uh, the products mentioned. Uh, let us know on social media um, what the what the answers are, and uh, let's give away something cool. I really love that we've got um, um, fantastic product out there, range called Cam. Uh, see the socks all over the trails; they're amazing socks. Can we give away a Cam hamper? Yeah, I think uh, we can give away a Cam Cam Classic rain jacket, stunning. Uh, cam jersey, lovely, and uh, bib shorts. You know, there's there's no <laughs> such thing as bad weather, only bad yeah. clothing. So I love it. The bib shorts, the uh, the top, and the rain jacket could be yours, and then also how. About some tires yeah let's uh we've got an awesome pair of hutchinson mountain bike oh, tires nice and uh, hutchinson road tires so there's something for the road and, and and yeah. mountain bikers awesome tires lovely so, yeah. All right. Besides those products we've just mentioned, can you mention one of the products we've mentioned over the past podcast? We'd love to hear from you on social media at Rhino Connor Z A at Chris Willems J R. Uh, remember to, to hashtag Time in the Saddle. There's still more to come in terms of Time in the Saddle products and talking cycling, and we'll announce a winner on the next podcast.